From WUB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Taylor Burnett. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from Southeast Ohio. This week on The Outlet, reporter Will Price tells us how Hawkins men's basketball team is ranked in the top 10 teams in the country and continues to thrive as a team at a two-year institution. Just to see the rewards there, see the hard work we put in and get the credit for that, felt really good. I know the guys were happy. At the same time, they were upset we weren't ranked higher, so that tells you a little, little bit about the group of guys we have. And pickleball is sweeping the nation, as well as sweeping Athens County as the fastest growing sport in the U.S. Well, it's a lot easier than tennis on my body. It's, it's why I mainly switched over to pickleball. Uh, and, uh, and it's just as fun as tennis, but physically it's easier. These stories and more, right here on The Outlet. Hawking College's men's basketball team just wrapped up their seventh regular season, and Will Price reports the team has reached new heights this year. A 23-game win streak, a top-10 ranking in the nation for Division II junior colleges, and a share of the Ohio Community College Athletic Conference title. Head coach Ryan Miley says his four-season leading the Hawking College men's basketball team was one for the books. He says the group is satisfied, but hungry for more. Just to see the rewards there, see the hard work we put in and get the credit for that, felt really good. I know the guys were happy. At the same time, they were upset. We weren't ranked higher, so that tells you a little, little bit about the group of guys we have. In Miley's first season, the team went 10-20, and 20, but the team's winning percentage has increased each year since. Miley says it's all about the process. I think it's just gradually building. I mean, I give a lot of credit to the guys from the past, too. The last couple classes we've had have been really good. Um, like I said, we just took a step up in talent level this year. Um, but the guys in the past have really, you know, kind of laid the bricks. They have the foundation for what we're doing now. The leader of the team this season was freshman guard Travell Adams. He averaged 25 points a game, leading the conference. He won a National Player of the Week award to go along with five from the OCCAC. But for Coach Miley, he says they count those as team accolades. We count them for everybody. Everybody says, I have eight Player of the Weeks, now they've got a Coach of the Week. So, I mean, we kind of all just do that together. All the awards count for all of us. The closeness of the team was on full display in its win against Terra State on Saturday. Whether it was the roar of the bench after a nice dunk, the chance every time the team went back on defense. Hawking took home a decisive 84-62 victory to clinch a share of the conference championship. Adam said afterwards he credits Coach Miley with setting the culture for the team. Coach Miley really believes in player-led teams, so I could just say he really put it on us to um, get, line, get guys in order and in line. After the game, the players and coaches took turn cutting down the nets in celebration. Adam says it was special to share the moment with his teammates who had never had that experience before. Um, it means a lot to you know me and the team, but a lot of those guys never got to uh, do that in high school. A couple of us are experienced of doing that, so it means a lot to do it for the school, but more so the guys who you know may have come from a losing team in high school. The team kicks off the postseason on Thursday at home against Edison State. For the outlet, I'm Will Price in Nelsonville. If they beat Edison State, the Hawks could be slated to rematch the Lakeland Lakers. Lakeland is also ranked in the top 10 teams of the country and was the only team to beat them this season.
For the first time since the beginning of the pandemic, the Ohio University Tennis Center is open to pickleball players. The first open play was Monday night, and a few dozen people showed up to check out the newly lined courts. As the sport becomes more popular nationwide, pickleball is still growing here in town, and WUB reporter Sarah Donaldson tells us why. For Greg Lavelle, the happiest place on earth is in Florida, but it's not where you're thinking. I don't know if you've heard of the villages in Florida, and when I saw that they had 160 pickleball courts and 60-some tennis courts, I told my wife, I said, we've got to go visit a place like that. And it was like Disneyland for retired people. I mean, it was incredible. Lavelle's enthusiasm for the sport started after a vacation in Arizona. He says pickleball is like tennis, but the court is shorter, the paddles are different, and games are played with a wiffle ball. In 2018, Lavelle was a U.S. Open pickleball gold medalist. That's probably will be the highlight of my career to have that gold medal. According to the Sports and Fitness Industry Association, Lavelle's sport is now the fastest growing in the United States. He says pickleball used to be reserved for people 65 plus in retirement communities. Well, it's a lot easier than tennis on my body. It's, it's why I mainly switched over to pickleball. Uh, and uh, and it's just as fun as tennis, but physically it's easier. But players of all ages, some making the switch from tennis, are swarming the sport. Now Lavelle says he and others are thrilled to be back on the courts at Ohio University after nearly two years. But that's not the only change that could be coming to pickleball in Athens. With the, the state of our current tennis courts, um, they are in disrepair from um, years of flooding and there are two pickleball courts painted on to the current uh, tennis courts. Introduced by Councilmember Micah McCary, the Athens City Council is currently considering approving the construction of new tennis and pickleball courts. Jordan says the city is eyeing a location across East Park Drive where the East State Street Dog Park is. We're looking at that facility or that area because um, we're hoping that we wouldn't have the same flooding issues in that area. And as pickleball grows in Athens as well as everywhere else, Lavelle, who also serves on the Recreation Advisory Board, hopes to see the project come to fruition. For me, it's, it's this is more fun. You show up, play, a couple hours, go home. For anyone interested in trying out pickleball, Lavelle recommends getting connected with the local pickleball community on Facebook or online at AthensPickleball.org or by attending a clinic in town. I'm joined by Olivia Roman, who was out on the street for Green Beer Day, Athens' celebration of St. Patrick's Day, you know, a week before, because St. Patrick's Day often falls during spring break. So, Olivia, tell me, what was it like out there? two years after the pandemic started. At one o'clock, the bars were not that crowded. However, it definitely picked up around 4.30 to 5. Um, again, it was different than last year because last year people were able to go out early and they kind of were forced to. I mean, they had online classes and they um, had to find seats because with the restrictions of having to find a table, not being able to stand up and with having to wear a mask. Uh, now that restrictions were more loose, people felt free to join Green Bear Day a little later um, in the day. Um, and it was just a crazy environment. Uh, you could tell people were a lot happier, more people were brought together uh, because distance wasn't quite a thing. And everyone was very cheerful and just love was in the air. You know, after a you know full two years of the pandemic almost, was it profitable for the bars who were you know trying to bring in patrons today? 
Yeah, of course. So uh, one of the bartenders from North End named Joe Swee, um, he basically said that he makes a lot of tips on Green Beer Day, um, but it hasn't been, you know, too great uh, in the past two years since the pandemic. But today was definitely a way better day um, since more of the crowds were bigger and a lot more business was, was given. So it was, of course, aptly titled Green Beer Day. And, of course, most of the bars on Court Street participating did have green beer. However, did you see a lot of people drinking green beer? Does green beer taste any different than regular beer? Yeah, Green Beer Day, um, it tastes like any other beer that you would get. It just basically has green dye in it. And actually, the fun fact, Taylor, is that a lot of people weren't drinking green beer. Uh, they were drinking green mimosas and a bunch of other drinks. So basically, any drink that you normally order, they can just put green dye in it, and hopefully it would come out, you know, as the color to represent St. Patrick's Day. Thanks for joining me today, Olivia. Thank you, Taylor. It was great to be here. The first day of spring is coming up soon, on March 21st. However, this past Tuesday was the first day of meteorological spring. WUB's lead forecaster, Aaron Ashley, is here to talk about what this means. I guess I should start off by saying happy spring to you all in the meteorology world. (laughs) Well, thank you, Taylor. I'm sure you've noticed, but the start to our spring brought anything and everything spring, thankfully. Um, Now, clear skies, warm temperatures, you name it, we got it with the start of meteorological spring. Oh, absolutely. It's been such a wonderful week as far as the weather goes. Um, Today, I sat out in the amphitheater, just enjoying the sun and enjoying the breeze. I'm sure a lot of listeners or people are wondering, why is there such a thing as meteorological spring versus like just normal spring? Well, to put it simply, having the spring start on the first day of March, it just makes my job easier as a meteorologist. It allows me to easily compare certain weather observations to past years, So that would be like your temperatures and your rainfalls, so on and so forth. So like as far as the weather world is concerned, spring has sprung? Spring has sprung in the world of weather. Hopefully Southeast Ohio conditions will reflect this sooner than later. I'm ready to get back on the trails. Well, Erin, thank you so much for coming in to clarify this difference for us. Of course, anytime. Thanks always for having me. Most swimming pools in Athens don't get much use until the earliest, like April or May. But at River Park Apartments, many students brave the cold in the name of charity, and Kate Anderson was there to see it and tell us why people were plunging into the pool in freezing weather. Splashes, cheers, and excitement could be heard at the River Park Pool in Athens, Ohio, Saturday afternoon. Rivergate Apartments hosted their seventh annual Polar Plunge. Jumping into ice-cold water wasn't on most people's agendas this weekend, but Athens residents gathered in 30-degree weather to take the plunge for charity. Chris Walter, the marketing manager of Rivergate Apartments, was hosting the event. We've decided to bring it back as a fundraiser for the food bank, uh, Southeast Ohio Food Bank and HapCap, so we will be donating for everyone that's jumping. Games, music, and food and drink options were available for free to all attendees. Music was playing throughout the day as attendees enjoyed their free hot dogs, Bagel Street sandwiches, or Jackie O's beer. Two attendees of the event, Caleb and Zach, were more than happy to take the plunge to support a good cause. Uh, I guess I'm just anticipating how cold it's going to be. That should be fun to figure out on my own, I guess. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm glad that it's going to a good cause. For each person that took a plunge in the freezing cold pool, $5 was donated to Southeast Ohio Food Bank. Attendees of the event were happy to support a good cause. Many people were convinced to take the plunge in the name of charity. 
Valerie Keeney, who was running the donation booth, explains that the donations are used for many programs. We, it goes to a lot of different places. We serve 10 different counties in southeastern Ohio. She goes on to explain the donations help anyone in need in southeast Ohio. And they help support Meals on Wheels programs, seniors in need, and even pet meal programs. Ohio University student Chase McCorkle was happy to be a part of the event and support the cause. Well, it's a really good cause, um, so it's really great to help out charity. It's a little bit chilly, but I'm happy to help. The event was a big success, with more than 20 students, Athens, and Rivergate residents taking the polar plunge. The event was helping to support a charity, but it was also a contest for all of the jumpers. The best-dressed jumper won $100. Antonia Puzzatello, who could be seen in a huge orange blow-up suit, was this year's winner, and she loved the event. Oh, I do it a, four, a million times. It was so fun. I almost jumped in a second time, but it was a little hard in this. The Polar Plunge was a fun-filled day raising money for Southeast Ohio Food Bank. If you were unable to attend the event but still want to give, you can check out the Food Bank's volunteer and donation options on their website, habcap.org. For The Outlet, I'm Kate Anderson. As shocking as it may be, WUB has other content than the outlet. Hardwood Heroes is our high school basketball show, and I'm joined today by Hardwood Heroes host Jack Dimmler to tell us all about this season and tell us about the upcoming finale. So Jack, after two years of waiting, just tell me what it's been like diving into Hardwood with, you know, not having covered it in two years and starting the show back up. Yeah, it's been exciting. You obviously mentioned two years that we haven't covered it. Uh, It's been nice to get back into the swing of things, covering the best of the TVC, uh, to give these players a platform that, you know, they typically don't get. It's nice to give them their recognition because this is some of the best high school basketball that we see in Southeast Ohio. It's nice to be able to get experience as reporters, to build our reporters up for the future, as well as give these players the coverage they absolutely deserve. And so what has it been like for you this season as the host, watching these players play and grow throughout the season? Yeah, I mean, I've always loved the players, watching the players grow. Um, I Ever since my freshman year, I saw them at first sight, uh, and then being able to see them now as a junior, I really enjoy seeing the growth and sort of materializing their growth at from my freshman year to my junior year, seeing them grow as players and as leaders of their teams in the TVC. Um, it's just something special. And so I know your finale's coming up. What's the time, what's the date, and where should people watch? So our season finale is Sunday night at 11 and Monday night at 6. We've got a lot to cover, including the All Heroes and All Futures teams, as well as continued coverage of the OHSAA playoffs and the top 10 plays that we've seen throughout the season. We've got a lot in store, so be sure to tune in Sunday night at 11 and Monday night at 6 on WOUB. And if you miss those two days, you can always tune in to YouTube. You can find us at our WOUB channel, and you can find our Hardwood Heroes episodes all throughout in our YouTube channel. So we have a lot in store. Uh, I'm excited for our season finale, to be honest. We've worked on it all season. We've especially worked on it all week. A lot of our reporters have put in all the work and effort, uh, and I just couldn't be more proud of the 
work that we put in throughout the entire season, especially the season finale. Jack, thanks for joining me. Taylor, it's been a pleasure. I'm glad to be on here talking about Hardwood Heroes. And as again, be sure to tune in to WAB Sunday night at 11 and Monday night at 6. That's all we have for you this week. Thanks for joining us. The Outlet is produced and hosted each week by me, Taylor Burnett. We're edited by Atish Baidia, Aaron Payne, and David Forster. Adam Rich is our technical assistant, and our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabos. Subscribe to The Outlet on SoundCloud or Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts. You can find us online at wub.org, and you can follow along with us on Twitter at newswatch underscore WOUB. We'll be back the week after next with more stories from Southeast Ohio. 